Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. Wow. Happy Wednesday to you. Bright and early, January 24th, 2024. So glad you are here as we're trying to get over the hump, right? Celebrity birthdays on the way this hour. Random facts. This day in history. 52 Applebee date nights. Would you do that? They are offering a special for you if you are interested. Also later today, caught doing good, catching a coyote by the tail. (laughs) Painting squirrels. We'll be talking law in studio with the team from Thurman and Flanagan. And do you push or pull a door that isn't labeled? It's interesting because men and women have different responses to that question. We'll get to all those stories and more today on the show. Brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Misha Barton, who plays Marissa Cooper on The O.C., is 38. Justin Baldoni, who is Jane's baby daddy, Raphael, on Jane the Virgin, is 40. Stephen Barker Lyles, one half of the country duo Love and Theft, is 40 today. David Diggs, who played Lafayette and Jefferson in Hamilton, is 42. Carrie Coon, who plays Proxima Midnight in Avengers Infinity War, 43 today. Tatiana Ali, who is Ashley Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, is 45. Kristen Schaal, former Daily Show correspondent, who plays Carol on the sitcom Last Man on Earth, is 46. Ed Helms, who played Andy on The Office, is 50. Matthew Lillard, who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies, is 54. Mary Lou Retton, legendary gymnast, 56. Keach Rainwater, Lone Star Drummer, 61. Let's see, Yakov Smirnov. Is he still in Branson? I think so. Yes. What a country! He is uh, 73 today. Aaron Neville is 83. Neil Diamond's 83. And it's National Just Do It Day. National Compliment Day. And on this day in history, the first Boy Scout manual was published in 1908. What else do we got? In 1972, farmers in Guam discovered a Japanese soldier who had hid in the jungle for 28 years and had no idea that World War II was over. Yeah, pretty wild, huh? That happened in 1972. In 1975, Larry Fine of the Three Stooges died of a stroke at the age of 72. In 1982, 
The 49ers beat the Bengals 26-21 in Super Bowl 16. In 1984, Steve Jobs unveiled the Macintosh personal computer to a group of Apple shareholders with a dramatic presentation that shocked the crowd when the Mac spoke for itself. Ted Bundy was electrocuted by electric chair in Florida on this date in 1989. Let's see, Disnar. Disney bought Pixar for $7.4 billion on this date in 2006. Those are your celebrity birthdays in this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. Did you know? Watching blood-curling movies, horror movies, can actually thicken your blood. Fear causes an increase in a blood-clotting protein called Factor Eight. So, if you're prone to blood clots, maybe you shouldn't watch horror movies. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. What's next? There are about 1.13 billion websites, but only 200 million are actually active. The rest are mainly parked domains. Yeah, I probably have about 50 of those. Don't tell my wife. I just buy domains. If I have an idea or think something's catchy, I'm like, I'm going to buy that domain in case I can do something with it or somebody else wants it. I know other people that are afflicted with this condition as well, and uh, there's something wrong with us, I'm pretty sure. 90% of the people in the world live in the Northern Hemisphere. 90%. So there's plenty of Earth left. Relax. The average height in uh, the NBA has gone up three inches since the league started in the late 40s. It started at six foot three. Now the average height in the NBA is six foot six. And finally, sushi in Japanese means sour rice because the Japanese believe the most important ingredient is the rice, not the fish. Huh. Okay. I like it all, actually. I like it all. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Well, are you fancy like Applebee's on a date night? You could be 52 nights out of the year. That's right. Applebee's is running a special. You know the with the nearest Applebee's? Branson, Rogers, Fayetteville. And, uh, of course, Valentine's Day is not that far away, and your significant other may already be dropping hints and if they're hinting that they'd like to go to Applebee's a lot this year, <laughs> maybe too much, uh, there's an exciting deal for you. Applebee's. They are selling the date night pass for $200. It started earlier this week while supplies last. You get a card that's good for one year, and it gives you $30 for food and non-alcoholic drinks every visit. You can only use it once per day. So basically, you have to go seven times to make your money back. Seven times because you get 30 bucks of in free goods every time you go. But you can use it 52 times. 52 times because you can only use it one day per year. So you can use it all the way through January 31st of 2025. So that could max out at uh, paying $200 and getting $1,560 in discounts. But that means you'd be eating at Applebee's 52 times, which is probably not good for your health. Your medical bills will be far more than what you're saving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't include tax, tip, and fees. You know you're going to end up 
buying more food while you're there. Um, right? Unless you unless you make sure that you stay under the 30 bucks. I guess it's possible. So if that's something you're interested, you can find it at Applebee's.com. But uh, check your cholesterol afterwards. You know what I'm saying? All right. Thanks for being here. And good morning, all you fancy, fancy people. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, this is actually literally catching something in the act. A South Carolina man saved his Chihuahua, Roxy, from being attacked by a coyote by grabbing the coyote by the tail. Catch a tiger by the... No, it's catch a coyote by the tail in this one. Uh, He put it in a big dumpster, caught it by the tail, flung it into a dumpster. This is Timothy Snipe talking about his thought process when he encountered the coyote. Coyote ran out. Instead of her coming towards me, she ran towards the coyote. All right, even if I had got bit and got rabies or something, I, I could get treated for him. But if she had got bit, it, it was over. Okay. <laughs> Quick decision to get the coyote into the dumpster. Timothy did end up going to the doctor and receiving nine rabies shots after being bitten by the coyote. So it bit him, but he saved Chihuahua, the Chihuahua Roxy. My neighbor took out a coyote the other day, actually. You know, uh, these things are predators. As you've heard from Chase Tressler from Innovation Outdoors on our Outdoor Moment on Thursdays. But uh, this guy took matters literally into his own hand, and he took out the trash, the coyote. That is caught doing good. You got a good story out there. Email it to us. Let us tell it right here. The email address is show at ikewingate.com. It's time for... Stranger Than Fiction. Well, you may have heard of people tagging squirrels for research and conservation purposes. Well, that's not what's going on here. A 62-year-old man in New York named Mark Kuhn was arrested for trapping and spray-painting squirrels a bright apple-red color. Nobody knows exactly why he was doing this or how he got caught. Either way, though, you know he got caught red-handed. Two traps with red spray paint on them were found at the man's home. And he admitted to releasing the squirrels at another location after painting them. An official said that he was using a toxic paint and was intentionally harming the squirrels because he didn't want them coming onto his property. I can understand that. The man was charged with three counts of poisoning or attempting to poison animals and other violations of state environmental conservation laws. Do not pet the squirrels. Do not paint the squirrels or else... You'll be caught red-handed just like this guy. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Good morning. We are in studio talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. Wade Williams back in studio with us this morning. And Wade, you've talked to us a bit about estate planning and other things, but you also help a lot of people with real estate matters. And so what what are some of the issues or things that have come up that you've you've helped people with? Well, it's it's great to be back with you this morning. Real estate is kind of a broad category, as you can imagine, sure. and involves everything from helping somebody negotiate a purchase or sale of their of their property to looking at terms for a mortgage or financing, leasing property. Some of the more common issues that I that I run across are people who have title issues that they thought they owned a, a certain piece of property or up to a certain spot, and they're being told by a neighbor or have found out through other means, a surveyor or something, that it's not what they believed it to be. So those lead to sometimes boundary disputes or, or boundary issues with regard to you know that fence line and whether or not it really is the boundary or, or the bluff that you thought was the edge of your neighbor's property. One of the ones I don't like seeing because of what it usually means are partition lawsuits. And a partition act 
action is where uh, multiple people own a property and they can't get along. They can't agree to sell. They can't agree to anything as far as how to operate. And one party sues the other to divide the land. The sad part about that is that this usually comes up when people have inherited land. You know, that next generation or two or three generations down the road start fighting each other and can't find a way out of it. The bad part of that is that most land can't be divided in kind. So we don't take that 40 acres and everybody gets 10. Four divisions wouldn't be all equal. Somebody's going to have more trees. Somebody's going to be closer to the road. Somebody's going to have the well or the house. What happens is the land gets sold essentially at a judicial sale like a foreclosure action. In my practice, I've done a lot of foreclosures and that's that's become something that's not just uh, for banks anymore. They There's a lot of private equity, people that'll finance somebody, owner financing someone. I've actually worked both sides of those transactions where someone is selling, they're needing to owner finance, and we can walk through the various options for how to do that. Uh, And then when the, the transaction goes bad, we pursue recovery of the collateral and and possession of the property. I do a ton of evictions for folks. Not real pleasant work, but stuff that sometimes has to be done. Easement issues where somebody needs access to their property or or an easement for a utility or something to come in. And with regard to access, there's there's several options there we can look at, including the sort of a private right of condemnation that exists within the Arkansas Code, where we can create a, a private road to your property through judicial means. So there's a lot of different areas that, that get covered by the by the whole topic. It's an area that I've again been kind of blessed to be thrown into deeply when I when I purchased a title company in 1992 and uh, was forced to learn a whole lot more than I was taught in law school. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, life will do that to you sometimes, right? Yeah. Sometimes. That is extremely helpful because, you know, if somebody's building a house, you know, they're going to need a lot of this information that you're talking about, you know, roads, easements, and that kind of thing you're developing something you need expertise there or even i mean if you just have renters you know in your in your properties you need someone to help you navigate those things too right absolutely absolutely over the years there's been a number of developments uh here in carroll county that I've, I've been privileged to, to work with people to help set up restrictive covenants. I've worked with a number of uh, communities now with regard to updating and revising those restrictive covenants. As times have changed, one of the big issues has been the Airbnb sort of nightly rental uh, phenomena that's been coming into communities, and not every community wants that. So yeah. they've, they've looked at ways that they could address those things. It's an, an ever-evolving area of the law that uh, also is multifaceted with regard to the, the directions that it can go. Sure. Well, if somebody's out there and they've got something kind of like what we've just described or dealing with potential real estate or land or contracts or anything like that, they they should just call you, uh, Wade Williams at Thurman and Flanagan, and then uh, you can tell them whether or not you can help them, right? Absolutely. Be glad to visit with anybody that has an issue. Thanks for being here again, Wade. Talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. Thank you. Well, you're listening right now. Maybe you are working at the office or working from home. Obviously, working from home became much more popular during the pandemic. Lots of offices have called people back, but not everybody. Recently, researchers looked at how many times the average employee got interrupted while working in person versus remotely. And as you can imagine, at the office, you get interrupted more. 17 times per week on average. That seems kind of low, honestly. Um... But yeah, that's three, three and a half times a day, basically, or 884 times a year, 17 times per week. So three times a day. 
I don't know. That seems rather low. At home, it was only 14 times per week. So still quite a, I mean, not that many, but not that, pretty close. Basically three times fewer interruptions per week working from home versus working at the office. But when you look at it as a percentage, it's 18% fewer interruptions. Yeah, they add up over time, which could equate to more productivity. It also showed how many hours of deep focus the average person had, and working from home was better for that too. 18.6 hours a week at the office and 22.8 hours of deep focus at home, which is you know, it adds up to an extra four and a half hours a week or 22% more focus. That's where you get the real work done, right? So you could get distracted at home, but apparently it's still less than at the office and you are able to focus more at home according to this. But then you lose out on the other intangibles like, you know, teamwork, morale, you know. But sometimes that, that can boil over into distractions as well. So... Anyway, there's pros and cons, just like anything. But uh, if you're trying to make the case for working from home, um, you can cite this. (laughs) This study from Hubstaff. All right. Good morning. And a very pleasant good Wednesday morning to you. I got a question for you. Push or pull? Which one of those would you naturally do when you walk up to a door that has no sign on it, no indication? Have you ever walked into a door that you thought was a push? It was actually a pull? Yeah, I think everybody has. It doesn't make you feel smart. Uh, this is the one of the most random surveys out there. I don't know why people ask these things, but they're interesting. An actual scientific poll asked 6,000 Americans what they do if a door doesn't say whether to push or pull it. What would you try first? Let's see. I mean, if it has a handle on it, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's pull. But if it's just sort of the flat, the flat handles, if you will, um, I'm going for push. I'm going for push as often as possible. It seems, I don't know, it just seems easier. It's faster to push a door open and keep going than pull a door open, then go in, right? Well, there's a, it's kind of a coin flip. The overall results are 50-50, but... 51% did say push. So slight edge, enough enough to win, you know, a a political election, right? 51%. But here's what's interesting. Men are slightly more likely to try pushing it first. 52% said they'd push. 51% of women said pull. People in the Northeast are the most likely to be pushers, 57%. Midwesterners are most likely to be pullers at 51%. What what, what is up with this? This is kind of weird. Your answer might change as you get older. 59% of Americans under the age of 30 said they try pushing the door. 54% of older Americans said pull. So you push when you're younger, you pull when you're older, I guess. And depending on the area, this is such a weird question, but... You know, somewhat interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, what do you do? Do you push or you pull? If you don't see a sign, let me know. 870-505-1518. That's the text line. Text me. Let me know your answer. 870-505-1518. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Today's show is brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call them at 479 253 
one, two, three, four. How's that New Year's resolution coming along to work out more, to go to the gym more? Well, here's what happened (laughs) in the UK. They actually are trying to help people with their New Year's resolutions to go to the gym. It's also some pretty, pretty impressive marketing. The owners of a bar in the UK called the Malster's Arms just changed its name to help people keep their New Year's resolution to work out more. They changed the name of the bar to The Gym. So now, people tell their friends and family, yes, I've gone to the gym every day this week. Yeah, that's not going to be good for you. It's going to show pretty quick as well if you actually aren't working out and you are going to, quote, The Gym Bar every day. uh, Apparently, it's in the city of Wales. They put up a new sign last week, bought special glasses that look like dumbbells, and if you show up in workout gear, your first drink is free. This is good marketing. Uh, It's not clear if they're changing the name permanently or switching back to the old name at the end of the month, but apparently this is how they tell people who are in denial that they are still keeping their New Year's resolution to go to the gym. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at ikewingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.